0: welcome to the seed time money podcast
1: we are your hosts bob and linda Lottick.
0: this is a hope-filled podcast that'll help you save earn give grow and actually enjoy your money We don't hold anything back, we share everything that we've learned on our journey. Everything from being 100% broke, to paying off our house by age 31, to finding work with purpose, to giving more than we ever dreamed possible, all while having a blast on this adventure that God has led us on.
1: And if you want to achieve true financial freedom and design a life of eternal impact, this is the show for you.
0: So, Linda's hair is looking like little Meg Ryan look. What what movies was she in in, like, the 80s, early 90s? Do
1: I have 80s hair or 90s no, hair? No, i
0: just younger Meg Ryan.
1: I mean, she was in a lot. Sleepless in Seattle. You've got She male. was in
0: Sleepless. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was kind of the uh, big thing back then, wasn't she? She was
1: the big thing.
0: Yeah. So,
1: anyway. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. I mean, I'll take that compliment any day. Yep, that I look like a movie star doesn't matter who it is. I'll take it.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure. That, anyway, so <laughs> this weekend we we were asked to do the offering message at our church, and um, so sort we're of praying about what to talk about. And we ultimately decided we wanted to chat about. Lynn and I both did it together. We want to talk about one simple life hack that we extracted out of the Bible that mm-hmm. made. Giving so much more fun for us, mm-hmm. and really took me from, helped take me from like hating giving, to it being one of my favorite things in life. And and there are multiple things in here like my God working on my heart over years was a big part of that. But but from a practical perspective, I don't know if there's anything bigger than what we're going to talk about here that helped me move down the line with that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I often think it's the little. Th- Things that seem insignificant that end up making the biggest difference. Yeah, and so and this is one of those this things. This is that one of those things I that think, doesn't seem like it's that yeah, big. If you're of listening
0: deal. to this, like, please don't just dismiss this as, oh, well, that's that. That's not the big. Deal. That's not you know, like, it's, it's easy to look at that and feel like that's not going to make that much of a difference. And I understand why you think that because I yes. thought the same thing. But the truth is, is that it
1: makes a huge difference.
0: It's a really, really big deal.
1: It's something to try. And if we're wrong, yeah,
0: there's no there's no so there's downside. There's no downside. And you know, so if you're but in that there's situation a lot to gain if you're in that situation where you don't like giving or you want to like giving, you know, because that was something about where, where I was for a while too. I think both of us, where it's like, I wanna be a giver, I wanna be a generous giver, I wanna smile when I give instead of
1: Well, let's read the scripture being
0: reluctant or under compulsion. But yeah.
1: Right. Let's let's start. So 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, each one must do just as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah, so the point uh, to mention here... One translation says, hilarious generosity. Yeah. God loves hilarious generosity. I I mean... I want to
0: highlight something real quick. Oh, go ahead. So what I think is important to notice here, and we'll come back to this, is this whole idea of... He specifically said, each one must do as he has decided... Okay. So yeah. do the thing that you have decided to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. So hold that thought and you run with whatever you're going to say.
1: Yeah. I mean, the hilarious generosity thing, I'm like, I I kind of, I feel that. I feel the hilarious generosity. Yeah. But I didn't always feel that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that this was a massive shift in helping that happen. Yeah. But, um, Normally, I mean, I grew up in the church. I've heard this scripture so many times, and a lot of times it would be around a giving message, and if I'm being honest, I don't think that this was projected upon me, but I felt guilty when I would hear it because what would happen is... I would think, oh yeah, Lord, I, I want to, I want to give you everything. You know, you, you have this moment where you, you, you see how good he is and how faithful he is. And you know that you want to serve him with everything. But when it comes time to give your brain starts going, oh shoot, that bill is due this next week or, you know, we're going on that trip. And so I don't, I don't know that I have that money to give. I think it's allocated somewhere else. And so you you kind of do one of those things where you're like, well, I'm just gonna give it anyway, right? Which is compulsion. Yep. You're like, I'll just give it anyway, and I'll figure it out later. <laughs> or you give kind of with a clenched fist, just hoping, like, oh my gosh, I don't. This is a bad idea. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I gotta do not, it anyway because I'm trying to obey the scripture. Yeah, but, but you're not, not
0: cheerful giving.
1: Yeah, you're not. This is not hilarious generosity, right? Or. I just wouldn't give it all because I would feel like well I don't have it to give. And none of those options felt good to me. Like they all felt like against this verse. And so if the Bible's telling me this and I'm I'm hearing this and somebody's like drilling this into my head and these feel like my only options, <laughs> I feel like a bad Christian.
0: Yeah. Right. And there's guilt, there's condemnation. There like all those things are at play in which one of the things that I've observed is that when the guilt and condemnation knob is turned up on your giving, like, that doesn't cause people to give more. It causes them to give less. Yeah. Like, when people feel shame and feel guilty for not giving more, like, you might be able to squeeze that a little bit and get a little bit more, but it's just, I think it backfires most times.
1: Well, and what I... Well, I'll let you read the next scripture, and then I'll comment.
0: Yeah, so... Okay, I have, so, so, I have to, so
1: much to say, and we <laughs> <laughs> didn't get to say that much in this in this back offering to, uh, message.
0: Second Corinthians nine seven it says each one must do as they've decided. Okay, so come back to that. So this is Second Corinthians, but if we remember, like Paul wrote First Corinthians, previous letter to the same church, same church, he's the same guy, same people, and so when he's, he's saying this, you must do as you've decided in your heart, and talking about all this giving stuff, he had they had already read the first letter. Like, they had that as a reference point. He had already communicated to them, so this is in addition to that. He's operating under the assumption that they had seen the previous letter, okay? And so what he says at the end of the first letter, 1 Corinthians 16, 2, and I'll give you the paraphrase here, but he basically says, as you earn money throughout the week, set it aside, and I think he says on the first day of each week, set it aside, and one translation says, place it in safekeeping. So, that when it's time to give, the money is sitting there ready to go. Ready to go. You know, and what's so powerful about this, like, is our uh, practical application of this look like, all right, how can we practically apply this? And so, we opened a separate account. Mm -hmm. And so, at the beginning of every month, we take the amount that we have decided because we decide on a percentage that we're given each year. And at the beginning of each month, When our paycheck comes in, we move that amount that we've decided into that account, place it for safekeeping, like he says, and then when it's time to give at the offering or when God leads us towards something, the money's sitting there waiting to be spent, and it feels like we're spending someone else's money. Yeah. Because once we put it in that account, it's no longer ours, and so it just completely changes the psychology, and we're not like... So like this last weekend, our air conditioner went out. And when we went to church, it wasn't this. Well, our air conditioner just went out. I'm not sure how it's gonna, how much it's gonna cost. So, so we're not gonna we give, give this yeah. week because of that. Like whereas we move it into this account, once it's there, it's already decided upon, and so that yeah. doesn't play into the the factor. It's not a factor in our decision anymore. Right. Like whether or not we had to buy groceries this week doesn't affect whether or not we're gonna give. Mm-hmm. And previously, when all of our money was in one account, one big bucket that happened all the time. And so we were inconsistent and it was so much more pressure and we were never fun. I know you want to talk, so I'm going to shut up for a minute.
1: (laughs) There's just so much to say. I mean, this is so good. Well, one of the things I really love about this is that for all these years, I had heard the scripture and thought there was a finger being pointed at me, Mm -hmm. like, you better do it this way. Never realizing... Like I've read the Bible, like I, it's not like I haven't read the Bible, but I don't think I've ever realized or heard these two scriptures together mm-hmm. where it's like he, do you, God is saying to us through the, the letter of, of Paul, right? The Holy Spirit is speaking through the Bible saying, I'm going to tell you exactly how to do this so that you're not stressed out, that you're not just going to compulsively do something so that you have a plan in place. So that's what like that's what this idea of do what you've decided. The the way you can do this is because you're making a plan. Yeah. And all this time I just thought, well I just have to do what I've decided and 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 the pressure was on me to make it happen and I just I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to actually get it done. And so you know, as we were talking about this, and I mean, honestly, if I'm being real honest, Be I didn't honest know time. about this verse until you brought it up last week, yeah. like, as we were preparing for this. Like, I, we've had this seed account. We call it our seed account. We've had this giving account for, I mean, years and years. Yeah. Like, this this is an old idea for me. Yeah, we
0: talk about it in the book. It's in the giving section of the book. Let's read more about
1: right. it. Right. But the idea that it's in the Bible of God saying... Here's how you do it. And then he says, okay, remember, do what you've already decided. Yeah, Like do get that money out of that safekeeping. And the safekeeping, I don't think is from like thieves and stuff. Cause we can just put money in a bank, right? That's, I think the safekeeping is keeping it safe from us, keeping it safe from me wanting to buy a new purse.
0: Keeping our grubby little fingers off I of know. it, you know?
1: Or my, or wanting to take my kids to Chick-fil-A. I mean, it doesn't have to be ba- anything bad, you know? Or anything super selfish, it's just set it aside so that you're not tempted to spend it on something else that's fleeting. Yeah. So, yeah, I got really excited about this because I just, I love when the Bible's wisdom is just, it it just brings you into this place of freedom, brings you to this place where you don't have to give it under compulsion or begrudgingly. Like, you just don't have to do that you you're just ready to go. And when you're ready to go, that's that's really when I think the adventure aspect comes in, which
0: it's empowering. I think that's Yeah. The thing that's been so fun to me is when you go into the beginning of the month with money sitting in an account waiting to be spent. Like you're on the lookout yeah. for what God might have for you to do,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and where He might have for you to give, and opportunities that He might place yeah. in front of you, and it it just changes everything. It changes the way you think about giving in the the looseness of your hand.
1: Yeah, because you're no longer going. Okay, all right, Lord, I okay, I feel your nudge trying to tell me to do this thing, but I don't know where I'm going to get this money from. Yeah. You, instead of doing that, you're like, where Where is it going, Lord? Where do you have it going? And you just sit and you just, you know, you can wait until he says, that's it. And then you're like, got it, I'm on it.
0: And the other thing, I mean, just from my unique perspective of being in a position where I'm talking and hearing from people about money, uh, mostly Christians for 15 years now, I can tell you with a lot of confidence that uh, when you start giving on higher levels I don't know. Like your needs are met. It's the Matthew six thirty three yeah. thing: seek first the kingdom and His righteousness, and then all the things will be added unto you. And there's something there's that parable of the talents thing of as you step out doing what you can do, making the most of what you've been entrusted with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. God tends to entrust you with more. It just makes sense. We, we literally we talked to two or three people in the last twenty four hours who have given us stories of this. Like one girl had. Never given more than what twenty dollars a month or
1: something oh well, and then, she just hadn't been giving more than twenty dollars a month, and she works a full time job like she's a she's an adult, yeah. so to her she was like that was like one percent of my income or point five percent of my income and she said i just when she said when I saw that, I was like, forget this, I'm gonna actually start tithing, so she starts tithing, and she had like i don't know probably five at least five stories that she just randomly told us of things like
0: Supernatural she provision went to go, and breakthrough. She went
1: to go park. Parking was going to be $20 or something. And some guy ran out to her car and said, hey, if you let my friend go ahead of you, I'll pay for your parking. And she's like, okay. Like <laughs> She just let one car go in front of her, and her parking was paid for. I mean, that's just so out of the blue. I've never heard of that happening ever.
0: Well, and the promotion that she got. Like Anyway, the point is yeah. that... There, I mean, I'm hearing these stories all the time, and so for anyone listening, if you're in that situation where you're like, I don't know, should I give more? Should I not? Like, I mean, you if you've read our book, like you know that like we (laughs) lean in the direction of (laughs) always erring on the side of giving more, um, because it's my goal to live the rest of my life proving out the fact that you cannot outgive God.
1: Yeah,
0: and well,
1: and I think we've
0: seen so much of that.
1: There's something that happens in your heart when you give, too. It, it's like you take the, um, the, the focus off of yourself and kind of move it outward. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something that just happens in your heart where you're like, all of a sudden, it just it has less of a hold on you. Yeah. Like the, the spirit of mammon, like that, that whole thing, yep. it's just it's, it's not as present as it was before. And I yeah. think I don't know of any other way to combat that.
0: Well, no. I mean, I, I remember writing about that Do in the book, you? too. I mean, just how Jesus, multiple instances when he came across people who loved money, and that, that's the truth of it, loved yeah. money, he prescribed generosity to them. And, and I think when you understand that, like that was a common um, remedy that he tossed out there to yeah. fight off the love of money. That the reality is that... Probably all of us, to some extent, deal with that, um, you know, some of us more than others. And like, you know, and we're all growing in that journey of dealing with the love of money and not making it a, a big deal. But but I think the point that you're saying that I'm agreeing with is generosity is the thing yeah. that continues to ward that off and push that back.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it is a continual thing. Yeah. Like I don't feel like we've arrived.
0: No, I don't. I don't think you ever arrive. Like <laughs> and you get to heaven. You know. I
1: think that this is a constant battle because we live on Earth, and yeah. I wish it wasn't. Yeah, but I, I, I do think that it's interesting that even you know, with us giving a significant portion of our income, we're still not like, yep, that was it. We did it. We're we're there. Like it's still something that honestly, I feel like. I have to just go, okay, okay, Lord. (laughs) Like I'm thinking about myself a little too much.
0: Yeah, and it puts us in a place of dependence on him, which is where he wants us to be dependent on him and not as in, like, because it could easily be prideful of we got this giving thing down, you know?
1: Seriously, I did ask Bob, like, not long ago, I was like looking at all these influencers and I was like, how are they affording all this stuff? Like, I don't, we're not living on the poverty line, but I, you look at these people and you're like, how are they renovating their house every other month and buying all new furniture and all new clothes and their kids have all new clothes and they wear them once and then they're gone and new cars, nice cars. And I mean, it just, it really gets excessive. I think this, this um, influencer ideal life, that isn't reality yeah. for most people, and I mean I think a lot of those people are, have things given to them.
0: Well, and I don't we know, know
1: enough to know that that's how it works. I
0: don't know how far like you're going or who you're looking at in particular, but like I, there's no doubt that plenty of them are renting things. But, it, like, yes. remember that documentary we saw where they were Which talking one? about those influencers like renting a private jet by the hour oh, to make it look gosh. like they have a private jet, and I know that like. Exotic well, cars you yes, can do that too. Yes, but also I think um, when
1: you're on Instagram you they all they all get combined. So you're like yeah. even if it's like this one only just bought a new house and then it's like 10 years before they buy another one. Yeah. It seems like they're buying a new house every other day yeah. because there's like I'm following all these influencers. But anyway, I was like how are they affording all this stuff? And Bob's like they're probably not giving. They are probably just spending most of it on themselves. And I was like, oh.
0: Combination, yeah. And
1: debt, yeah. And it it kind of like woke me up to like, oh, right. Like, we just don't live that way.
0: No, we've chosen to run a different race. That's not our top priority. Yeah. And it's like, and God's taking care of us and we've been able to have some nice things in the process, but that's not our priority. It's not what we're chasing after. Yeah,
1: it's not like, I, I, I didn't mean that to sound like, we're living like paupers. Honestly, I think we have a very nice life. But I think because there's all this stuff online, it makes you feel like what you have is not enough.
0: Yeah. The eyes of a man are never satisfied. Like, there's I'm like, no they're limit. going on
1: trips all the time. They're, you know, like, first of all, where are they getting all these babysitters? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I, I, I do think that... Yeah, getting getting your focus off of that and focusing on someone else. How can we help someone else? Really combats that idea.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's put a bow on this. Let's so, put a bow on it. Kind of pulling all this back together. If yeah, just trust us on this. If you haven't, <laughs> if you it. if you haven't tried this, <laughs> I encourage you to try it. Follow yeah. Paul's advice. Go read First Corinthians sixteen two. Look at it in a couple different translations. Look at it in the passion translation Mm -hmm. or it's not translation it's a paraphrase um tpt uh look it up in there yeah and give this a shot because i i challenge you for two or three months to try this and let us know if we're wrong because i well just let us know if you think we're wrong we won't send us a dm on instagram at seed time
1: spoiler alert
0: Uh, because i'd love to hear i'd love to hear how that goes for you because this like i said this has been a game changer for us like i used to hate giving i used to be one of the tightest-fisted, stingiest people that I knew, and this was a big part of that change. So yep. uh, that's your homework. Try that. Come back to us. Report back in a couple months. Let yep. us know how it goes. And I think and that's put it. put it in
1: a review on iTunes.
0: Put in a review on iTunes, yes. That'd be awesome. Because
1: really, like, if you did that and then somebody read that, like, you're contributing into...
0: Yeah, you're helping.
1: <laughs> right? Changing people's perspective on this, which really needs to happen because... This whole thing of money, I feel like in the kingdom of God needs to get sorted out so that we are focused on the right thing instead yep. of being focused on money. It's so easy to do.
0: Yeah,
1: is to just focus on your money. Yep. Because that's what most of the world is doing.
0: We don't take our cues from the world,
1: though. We do not.
0: We don't. Anyway, I think that's all for tonight. That's all. Have a wonderful Today, day. Tonight. Today, tonight, whenever you're Whatever, listening. Yeah, it's and, tonight um, for us and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to seedtime.com to get signed up.